Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you as we return to our conversation pertaining to Bill Barnwell's list of potential NFL breakout seasons. And there's one in particular I want to talk about who, you know, I will give Barnwell credit here that he did offer a proviso as far as saying, okay, yes, I think this will be a breakout season, but there's reason to suggest why it may not happen. And specifically, um, I'm ret- um, let's see here. Uh, Garrett Wilson is one I want to talk about here because mm-hmm. Barnwell pointed out that even though Wilson is in a better position to succeed this season, he did point out that Aaron Rodgers does not have the best of histories uh, with younger receivers. And you don't have to look far back uh, to know this is true. Uh, Last season, who was getting the ball last year for the most part for the Packers? It was Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon, guys like that. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs basically had to wait for their turn. And so is it possible that Garrett Wilson uh, could have to wait a little bit for him to sort of get his opportunities that maybe this is a relationship that isn't established right away? And if that's the case, then does that mean we fade the Jets in general? Does it mean we fade, say, like game-by-game passing props for Rodgers? Because he doesn't throw for as many yards as you might think, uh, given the name recognition. How do we attack this, Joe? That's a great question. As you are are going over that, I'm like nodding my head, yeah. I, I keep having flashbacks. You remember how frustrated he would get with Devontae Adams? in the first couple of years, mm-hmm. like he'd be calling him out on the field, just clearly upset with, oh, you ran this wrong, you did that wrong. And that's why we see, here's Randall Cobb again. They're digging him up because Rodgers is, is comfortable <laughs> with him. And now all these guys he's bringing over to the Jets, I, I'm concerned about that. Like Part of me thinks the guy was the offensive rookie of the year that Wilson was successful with the likes of rather uh, yeah. Garrett Wilson was successful with Zach Wilson with Mike White, with Joe Flacco. So what's he going to do with Aaron Rodgers? This is the biggest quarterback upgrade in the NFL. All of that is true. But when you throw in the variable of Rodgers and how he is with younger receivers, I have questions. Um, Sure. I I think it's easy to say Garrett Wilson was great. He's going to take another step. Maybe he can be Offensive Player of the Year since that seems to be a receiver award, according to some now. And it's 30-1. to 1. You're not getting a good price on that at all. For him to be better than Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, some of the other greats? Like, no, I don't really see that happening. So that's going to be tough. Uh, I, I think it's a good idea to sit back and watch because we don't know. Maybe we get a couple of clues from Hard Knocks on which receivers he's really talking to a lot, working with. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Um, he's probably going to pick a guy that, that's going to be the target share leader, and I think most people are assuming it's going to be Wilson. But Barnwell brings up some good points that maybe it's not going to be that simple. See, I think we got a clue from the Hall of Fame game when Aaron Rodgers was mic'd up and said that Garrett Wilson reminds him a lot of Devontae Adams. I'm thinking that might be his favorite target. Who knows? I mean, it does remain to be seen. I looked at Offensive Player of the Year because he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't know how often 
that happens. So I stayed away from that. What I did land on is last season, he had just over 1,100 receiving yards. Could he get to 15 plus, 1,500 plus with Aaron Rodgers? That would put him in the conversation with a Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae, A.J. Brown was four yards short of 1,500 plus. That would be a bad beat if he finished with 1,496. But there is a bet for receivers to finish with 1,500 plus. And I think it's pretty interesting. That is definitely a bet that I looked at. It's eight to one for Garrett Wilson to finish with 1,500 plus receiving yards. Hmm. <laughs> what's what's the season for him that do you have that pulled up i didn't even look at that um let's see i know he had a just over 1100 last year i didn't look at his over under for the season it is 1125 and a half minus 112 either way from what i'm looking at so he would go over by 375 for him to cash an eight to one. That's that's about right. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, would he do that in a couple games? Yeah. Now you've got Aaron yeah. Rodgers. If everything goes well, I thought eight to one was good value for that, rather than bet the over on his passing yards total. So uh, the receiving yards total for Wilson this year was very close to the number that he finished with last year. Uh, yeah, it's c- mm-hmm. common sense will tell us, oh, he's going to be better. You have upgraded quarterbacks, going to be better offense. They're going to score more points, love longer drives, all, the, all that stuff. Uh, reasons to back Wilson. But when you look at the Jeff chart, mm, look at all these veterans. So Rodgers, is he going to give Wilson as many targets? Wilson had 147 targets. I know the quarterback play was trash, but 147 targets is 147 targets. Lazar, <laughs> Hardman. Corey Davis, his buddy Randall Cobb. There's a lot of guys. Was it Lazard trash last year? Ton of, yeah. But he brought him in. He wanted him there. So I mean, Lazard mm-hmm. would pop from get, once in a while. That's my concern. Is Wilson going to get a target share like this with all of these other receivers involved? With Aaron Rodgers' history against young receivers, that's the yeah. part where I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we fade him. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, 147 targets for Garrett Wilson. Second place was Tyler Conklin with 87. So if if that distribution happens again, oh then yeah, I mean that's a 60 target discrepancy, and your second is a tight end. I, I mean, there's someone else uh, where that dynamic may very well exist. Uh, but I don't know if that's a sign of health for your offense. And look, I get the quarterback issues, you know, fine, whatever. But I feel like this is supposed to be a little bit more evenly distributed. But look, if if he has another 147 targets and he is absolutely the guy, that's what you're Mm -hmm. betting on. Then, yeah, you go over that receiving prop and maybe he gets to 1,500. That is the assumption, though. And I, the history with young receivers is why I probably don't want to go that route. If you think he's getting 147 targets again, you should bet him for Offensive Player of the Year because he's going to have more than 83 receptions like he had last year. It's going to be a better offense. It's coming from Aaron Rodgers. There will be more touchdowns. What, he had only four touchdowns last year? There'll be more touchdowns. So he'll be in that mix. 
of 30 to 1. If you truly believe, I just question that much, that, that many passes going to him. It was Wilson, and it was only Wilson. We got to remember that at the end of the year, too, because Brees Hall was injured for the majority of the season when he was the favorite for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Then uh, Wilson eventually took over. So, yeah, I, I can't say I'm all in on Wilson at this point. Right. I, I don't know if I'm there either. Uh, Aaron, who's someone else uh, on this list who you want to uh, tail or there's some sort of intriguing bet that stood out to you? Honestly, no one. I really looked at Garrett Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. I was trying to find a bet with the Lions. Looking at Penny Sewell is next on the list. What I landed on, and I don't absolutely love it, is Lions to finish second in the division at plus 225. But really, all the other hmm. things, whether it was win totals, I looked at a bunch and I was just like, oh, I don't love this. I don't love this. I feel like I'm forcing a bet here. The only one I do like is Lions to finish second in the division at plus 225. You brought up Panay Sewell. I do want to talk about him because the pass blocking efficiency for Detroit last season for PFF was very much average. I think it's important to go over this real quickly because when you're looking at pass blocking, if you look at last year and say consistency at offensive line from one year to the next, top five, Bucks, Eagles, Packers, Falcons, 49ers. Bucks, Eagles, Packers, Falcons, 49ers. So you've got some offensive lines in there who, you know, you can back right away, but then like the Packers are in that list as well. So maybe that gives Jordan Love a little bit more protection. So that might be interesting. Um, you know, Falcons, if you feel like that they can go on a run because of the unique ways that they run the football, there's something there as well. But ultimately what I landed on was, okay, the pass blocking for Detroit was average. Panay Sewell's run blocking was quite solid. And I'm already on record as saying, I think David Montgomery can go over his rushing yard prop. To me, this is just confirmation bias that he can very well do it, Joe. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Back in Sewell. And uh, there's a lot of discussion that maybe the Lions messed that pick up. Maybe they did. But how have they built that team in the trenches, both offensively and defensively? A number of defensive players were named. I don't know how it helps us with, with bets. So Barnwell mentions Jalen Phillips going from a starter to Pro Bowl level. number of other defensive players were mentioned. I don't think any of them can be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. That's a short list. That's an award. Typically go to the top of the board. It's your Watts, your Bosa's. It's, it's going to be your guy over in Dallas. He's going to be in the mix as well. Uh, Parsons, Parsons is already yeah. the favorite for that, uh, that award. Sacks props, sack props are always tough to project. I, I was thinking about sacks leader. Uh, maybe Phillips explodes this season with Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator, and he enters that conversation 35-1 to 1 to be the sack leader in Miami. There were some other names that just kind of reminded me, oh, yeah, yeah, before that ACL last year, Rashawn Gary was a guy that was getting a lot of buzz preseason for defensive player of the year. So I'm curious how he looks uh, coming off the ACL. Um, but I don't know how we can really – bet these defensive players yeah uh, yeah I, i'm with you nothing really stood out to me i did want to bring jones, up uh, i'm Chica fading Conquo. though real oh <laughs> i was gonna say Matt yeah, yeah. Jones on that list pass on yeah that. yeah Maybe. for sure uh 
Titans tight end Chigokonkwo, he could be target number two behind DeAndre Hopkins, especially if Will Levis takes over at some point. Probably want to make things easier on him, so why not go to your pass-catching tight end? That one makes a lot of sense. Those are some overs there that I really, really like. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we'll talk college football with Kelly Ford. And if there's a dark horse, if there's a dark horse, that could very well win it all. That's right here on the BetQL Network.